Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back <laughs> after your, your mini little break in Norfolk. How was I it? Did. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Probably the only part of the uh, the country that wasn't sun shining. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a nice little break, working hard. So, you know, for a little family break would be nice. Um, and uh, I listened to the Stoke Fit special in the gym. Yeah. See, if you you desert me, I said this on the podcast, if you desert me and do the Ken and Ben show, I've got my own little crew now, the Rob and the Stoke Fit lot. Kind of rhymes. Doesn't rhyme as good as Ken and Ben, but... That did make me chuckle, to be fair. Planning for the future, Rob. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. When he he decides, (laughs) he's had enough of me. Sick of the side to my face, he's going to ditch me and go with Ken. (laughs) No, but it was nice to listen to the episode as an actual listener, not knowing what was coming up. Um, when I did that few few episodes back, when my 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 um my signal died uh, oh. on a barefoot blade, and you had to do the the special episode on your own with him yeah, listen to yeah, a listener, yeah. one of these that, but it got me thinking. If anything ever happened to you, Rob, just saying, just saying, I wouldn't know how to do this podcast on my oh, own. Wow, well, that's it. Now that's it. That's the reason why you need me. You need me, Ben. I do, I but what we're going to have to do, for, li- for listeners' sake, is you're going to have to give me a tutorial <laughs> on how to do the podcast, just, you know, so we can keep it going. I'll and tell you, you might have bare, a holiday. Tell you the bare minimum, just to, just to see, <laughs> so, you, so you can't ditch me. <laughs> he's not going to give me any special secrets, in case <laughs> Ken. Ken, he's, he's not giving any secrets, Ken. I can't join you yet. <laughs> I was thinking that the other day, actually. What if what if I just decide, actually, I'm going on holiday and uh, there'll be no podcast unless I decide to dial in from wherever. And well, we I'm know off, how much of a nightmare that can be. I'm off week after next again for another holiday. Another woman holiday? Yeah. Oh, I told you. Paid, you get any, I know, I'm joking. You get paid too much, you do. He's telling me, try to treat, treat busy if I don't get any holiday entitlement for the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another one. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can sort yeah. something out for that. I'm sure we can get somebody. We'll sort something out. We we'll could do it. We could do a special episode. I could just be talking to myself again. That was I that was those bizarre. Episodes. It was really bizarre talking to yourself. But anyway, today's Let's crack on today's episode. Um, we've got another special guest. So I mentioned it last week on the Stoke Fit special. We're racking up these guests. We, we're, we're making so many networks. We don't even know what to do with ourselves soon. Um, we've got Mark Mark Brocklehurst, who is a Regional Ambassador of Parkrun. So let's have a listen to Mark Brocklehurst. So we are here uh, with another special guest. This this has been in the pipeline for a while. We've been wanting to get somebody in from Parkrun. So we have finally got Mark in, Mark Brocklehurst. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good evening. Good to be here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. You're more than welcome. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Just give us a bit of a lowdown of what your role is within Parkrun. Yeah, by all means. I'm what's called a regional event support ambassador, which is a voluntary role. And Parkrun, as it's got bigger over the years, had to get a little bit more organised with a bit of a structure. Um, I think the main thing to sort of say at the start is that we're all 
all, all, all the volunteers, we're all the same size cog in a very big wheel, but some of us have to do um, a little bit more, have a bit more responsibility. So if I can just strip it right back down. So if you turn up to a park run wherever, I'm literally a third of a mile away from my home park run. But in order for that to facilitate and for that to happen, there is an event team. That event team has an um, event director or directors, depending on how they want to structure it. That team will need support. That team has support from an event ambassador. And an event ambassador will usually have about five or six park runs to look after, to develop a relationship with. That event ambassador would need support. And so to, to because there's so many, there's hundreds of park runs in the UK alone, to stop HQ being bombarded with questions and to try and share the knowledge, those ambassadors work with a regional ambassador. So I currently work with nine park run uh, amb- event ambassadors um, in Hampshire, in Surrey, and in Sussex. So, and then the next level is um, I'm the link between them and HQ. Although there's nothing to stop event teams and ambassadors speaking directly, it's just that an idea that if I if two or three teams ask the same question, then we can all answer it together. So it's basically that's that's the sort of structure that there is. Wow. I didn't even know there was that much of a structure to part run because I've obviously never thought about it. I just turn up on a part run, just might see the race director and just run. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm well, going to have to. Can I'm going to have to call you up on that, Rob? Um, we have run directors. We don't call it a say? race. You called it a race director. Oh, did they call oh. it a race though? It's not a oh, race, Rob. I didn't, I didn't Look realize I called it a race. Sorry. <laughs> Look tell, at me ben. Up, tell me, tell me. Ben's, Ben's not annoyed. Ben's not annoyed. He's just disappointed. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm trying. Look, Mark. I'm trying. I've been. I've been trying since November to turn him into. Yeah, you know, as it, you know, as the show's called, couch to coach. Yeah. We're getting there. It's not a race, Rob. Okay. All right, then. I turn up. I might know that there's a run director, and I might run the part. Although I did volunteer last week, actually. Uh, the first time I volunteered, I was barcode scanning. So, how do you get into doing? How do you get into doing it then? Is it just were you asked or is it something that you've always had an interest in? But to become an ambassador? Yeah. It started really with, um, I mean, even recently over in Hampshire, I was, I filled in for somebody and then somebody, one of our uh, long established regional stepped away to concentrate on family life in Oxfordshire and that area. And I was looking after 19 part run ambassadors from Brockenhurst, which is very, very close to my name and still a part run that I've not done, all the way across the south coast of Sussex, uh, sorry, to Hastings, and then up to parts of Surrey. So what happens there is that they then they realise that that's too much for one person. So the part run advertise internally. They do have a requirement. So back in 2015, I was one of two people that helped set up Hove Promenade part run. So at the same time, I applied to become... Uh, an ambassador. An ambassador really is somebody that has, you know, a really good knowledge of on what it, what it goes to to make a park run happen. So, yeah. be a run director, an event director, established over a, a period of time, and it's somebody that's got the knowledge that they can then share the knowledge. So, at the risk of sounding a little bit vain, not every park runner can become an ambassador. There is the potential for them to do that, but they have to gain the experience of being in charge of a park run on a Saturday morning for a number of months so they know and can appreciate why decisions are made and what, what we're talking about. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Okay, so mm. I, I would have never, again, wouldn't even, never have thought of all this behind the scenes. I suppose that's what we don't think about, do we? We turn up on a Saturday uh, and all the organisation to, to actually put an event on and how much organisation is behind that event going on. It's, 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 it's just really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it's all about. That's the idea that, I mean, we've, we have, we can probably go into the discussion of volunteering and there are some people that are very, that out there that feel that if somebody's done so many runs, they should be volunteering. But we don't know what people are doing during their lives. So somebody that comes and runs every Saturday might work in a care home, might be looking after a relative. We don't know. So the idea is that whoever turns up at a park run, they're just going to learn. They're going to turn up and enjoy the run, walk, or jog, or however they're going to take part. And that's it. It's not really sort of thrust at them that do you realize what these teams do teams want to do it because they love the part run they love being part of a core team so so there's nothing wrong in actually not appreciating that side of the behind the scenes stuff yeah so in in terms of part run then you say you're someone that needs to be knowledgeable about park run yeah is that right so can we put you on can we put you on the spot and can you tell us the history of part run not all of it because we've obviously only got a short show, but how did it all start for those well, that haven't it, heard of it? Before? It really started, it was created by Paul Sidson Hewitt, who had the idea whilst he, when he was injured. He, he Because he was injured and running was a big part of his life, that side of his life had gone. And ultimately, we've got a saying in part run, it was always about the coffee. <laughs> um, which is actually the mainstay of how it came about. So back in 2004, he asked around some of his friends. He called it, it was back in those days, it was called a time trial. And yeah. he, he said, if I put on this event for 5K, in, in, I'm glossing over things with discussions, but a 5K on a Saturday morning at Bushy Park in London, will you come along? Um, and a handful of friends turned up. And then that was it. They went for coffee. He gave out, I mean, anybody that's um, aware of Partner and how we do the results is that you all have a personalized barcode, which you can download for free. Back in those days, Paul used dog tags with the numbers on and then just manually wrote down the times and processed it. And that was it. And then they went for coffee. The next week, I think the numbers dropped by a couple. And then that was the last time the numbers dropped at Part Run. I mean, aside from things like lockdown and things like that but it's been growing ever since and that was it so that continued for a a couple of years and then people started to say it'd be really great if we could have one here and we could have one there and i think initially paul was quite resistant to it because he saw that well that's more work for me you know i don't want bushy park to suffer but like everything his thinking evolved park run has evolved um and eventually they started to spread around the country. Uh, Woodhouse Moor in Leeds, I believe, was the, the first one that wasn't within London, swiftly followed by a part, uh, Brighton, which is the other is about a quarter of a mile that way from me. So it's then it's just been word of mouth, word of mouth and spread, you know, and that's how it literally is that. Mm. How did it get abroad? Because I've, I've been fascinated by that because I've, mm-hmm. I've done one abroad. Um, but it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's how, how many countries is it in? Because it's it's, about, is it in it's in Australia, Australia well? it's in South Africa. Back in back about three or four weeks ago, I went over to Holland because every con- part run country has 
that a special day that they can do an extra part run and it doesn't have to be a Saturday. So they had a national, I think they had Whit Day in part in Holland. Over here we have Christmas Day, but there's no expectation for event teams to put events on, but it's it's there if you want it. So I think certainly speaking like places like South Africa, um, Paul happened to know Bruce Fordyce, who's a bit of a legend when it comes to Comrades, which just took place last week. Paul uh, Bruce was over here, liked what he saw, took it back. People were over here that emigrated, took it back, and that's how it's happened. Like a lot of expats are, are heavily involved. I've been, I've gone to Copenhagen, I've gone to the Netherlands, Ireland. Weirdly enough, I'm half Irish, and Ireland is one place it's on my bucket list to do. So I've I, done Ireland. I went to Ireland. I went to Galway. Went to Knocknacarry. So shout out to Knocknacarry if anybody's listening from Knocknacarry. I don't know if they are, but I did it there. So oh, that's my. What happened when you went? What oh, yeah, when I'll tell you now. It doesn't start till half past nine. You you did know that, though, didn't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I turned up at nine o'clock. I was running down, walking around, I was like, there's nobody here. Why is nobody here? I was running down. And then just started walking around the park, and I saw this guy went over to him and says, that's where we do park run. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a bit keen, though, aren't you, to me? And I says, No. It says, but it was start till half past nine. Oh, my God. So I just did another lap and went round again. Uh, but, yeah, so just be warned, people, if you're thinking about doing it in Ireland, they start at half past nine. They just like an extra half an hour yeah. in bed, I think. <laughs> that, that is the, the joy, and I say joy in inverted commas, when you go abroad to wherever, whatever country, you have to double-check the mm. times. Because, like, places like Singapore, South Africa, they're 7, 7.30 in the morning because it's just too hot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I found that it, wherever you go, though, it's obviously the the parkrun community, right? That everybody's so friendly, welcoming. We went to the Copenhagen Ar- Arms yeah. Armstrad. Is it that one in Copenhagen? And we we were probably amongst a handful of people that spoke English fluently, um, and they were just so friendly. They we we pushed a push chair as well at the same time, and they found that amazing. But so friendly wherever exactly you go, right? it's. The, the shirts, the load, the the gear. If you wear anything that's part run related, it's a it's a tremendous icebreaker. Mm. When I started back in 2013, yeah. there was very very limited sort of merchandise that you can get. But nowadays, it it just really just breaks the ice. It's you know, it's like I always have a little joke with some of my friends around here. It's like, how do you know if somebody's been to a park run? It's like, trust me, you'll know. But <laughs> very happy to tell you. Very happy. So. How many part runs have you done then, Mark? If you started in 2013? That's a really good question. And I'm going to cheat by looking on my screen. I think it's about <laughs> 365. So here we go. No, it's 368. 368. Wow, awesome. That's amazing. So, I'm, on I am on, I'm on 25. <laughs> so you can, have you got your shirt, your master? Not yet, though. Not yet, no. I just thought to myself, it's a bit, when you go to park runs and people mm. are saying, what's your, what's your milestone? And people are like, oh, I've done 250, oh, I've done 200, oh, I've done 100. I'm like, oh, I've done 25. I'm, like, I'm not sure. Is it, is it, oh, everyone's got to start somewhere. Know, silly, so. Come on. It's, it's one of those things, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, if we, we took, took step away from park run for a moment, I could, my dad is that I do run marathons and I again marath- run in inverted commas. I'm not the quickest doing the marathon, but back when my and that's my dad's fault because he did it. I wanted to do it and he did it. He started when he was younger than I am now. But back then it was like, oh my word, the marathon, the marathon, it's incredible. 
And now you've got 100-mile races, ultra marathons. The bar just keeps getting raised. Yeah. So you've just got to bite the bullet and just say, right, this is where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I must admit, it's, and like, like Ben said, is when you go to part run, you, you just I just chat to everybody. Yeah. When I went to Ireland, I was chatting to everybody in Ireland, and we do within our um, our running club, so Stoke Fit that we run mm. with, that uh, we do like a part run tourism. Tourism. So every mm-hmm. every month, the start of the month, we go somewhere else. So for example, we went somewhere close to us, Buxton. We've been to Congleton, and it's really nice because we turn up and everybody's really really welcoming. Because sometimes you go to places and you're thinking that they look yeah. at you thinking what's going on here. But with part run, I haven't found that at all. It's always so welcoming, so friendly, and everybody goes for a coffee after or a cup of tea or whatever. So, oh, I mean, really, absolutely, really- absolutely. When I was in, say, I was in Holland a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just talking to some people that I happen to know because you get to meet people and people would, you know, the same sort of mentality. They want to go and experience new countries and new mm-hmm. and new events. And this lady just behind me tapped me on the shoulder and pointed at me and went Manchester I was like yes that's correct I'm from Manchester and I was a little bit taken aback. and she went oh my friend she's from Manchester she's traveled over perhaps you know her I was like well you know Manchester's a pretty big city and it turns out that she lives on the next street to my mum and dad and it's just like there's always a part run connection no matter what you do it's incredible but just to go back to what you said about being friendly Rob that's exactly why I'm sat here today. Back mm-hmm. in 2013, I was one of those typical, and it happens a lot, and there's no real, everybody's got their own reasons for it. I registered for part run, I think, in April 2013. I went in August 2013, mm-hmm. just because, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, and I, well, I do know why. It was not, this, my friend said, oh, it's over in Hove Park. There's about 300 runners, and I, I, found, I found that intimidating. I wasn't yeah. sure at the time where Hove Park was. I, I live in Hove now, so I'm very much aware of it. But at the time, I didn't. And it was. It took my friend to mention it to me again at work that oh, Preston Park has just started, which is in Brighton. Uh, it's the start of the Brighton Marathon. And I knew where that was. So I went. And I can still remember chatting to somebody who actually turned out to be um, a chap called Adam Penwarden, who was one of the event directors. And he just made me feel so welcome that it was a no-brainer that I was going back next week. And that's it. Yeah. And that's that's what happens, isn't it, with, with, part, with, with anything that's like we were talking about it on the, the, the special we had last week on mm. uh, joining a running club. People's own anxieties get in the way because they're not intact. It's a new thing and people are, yeah. aren't sure how people are going to respond. But within the running community, mm. I've, only ever th- I've only ever thought I was welcomed. Because uh, I can remember the first time somebody mentioned part run to me, I was like, entirely sure i really want to go with all these people that are there run 5k and they're all going to be faster than me i'm going to be one at the back and but it doesn't make a difference people are so encouraging when you get there they're so when you get there they go through the every time i go they go through the first timers there's Mm -hmm. always a new first timer there so it's you start to feel like you owe somebody else something when you start to get to know the park run, you can yeah. then talk to people. Oh, yeah, you've got to watch out for this little bit here. There's a bit of a, bit of a hill here. Or watch out for that pothole or stuff like that. So it's about making sure people feel welcome. And it, a bit of a cliche, like a family. It uh, is. I mean, I park ran on Saturday and they did the announcement. Is anybody doing their first time, first park run ever? I was over at, at Nova Prestatin in North Wales. 
And oh, one person, yeah, I've, I've done that one as well. Yeah, one that person one put their hand up, and there was like genuine, like, oh, brilliant, we've got a brand new person, and people yeah, were really yeah. happy to see them. Rather than when yeah. you go to like, if we step out of that part run bubble, sometimes if you're going into an environment where you're not, where you're the newcomer, there's always mm. people sort of like a little bit of a, who's this? What do they want? It's completely opposite. It's you know, yeah. it's, like you said, it's one family and everybody's welcome. Yeah. So, what's your top three park runs? Because I know you're not you're not from around Stoke. You're not from Midlands. You're originally from Manchester. We've had this mm-hmm. conversation. He's a Man United fan. He's, he's noticed my Man City top, uh, but he's moved to Hove. So, where's your top three uh, park runs? I mean, it's always a a, top, a very very funny sort of topic having a top three. I think what I would choose is three park runs that mean something a little bit more to me rather than because they're all different they're all great some are tougher than others some are easier than others and i recently did manchester in london marathon so i've been focusing on the flat ones for a while i think <laughs> preston park has to be um the, fir- the first one because that's where it all started that's that is like going home i went on a complete journey there from being a first timer back in all in that august to joining the core team, being a run director, then going back and being their ambassador and now the regional ambassador. So it's been a complete journey. But if that hadn't been welcoming, I say to you, I wouldn't be here now. You know, I would have gone. Um, secondly is Hove Prom Park Run, which we're going miles away here. It must be about a mile and a half as the crow flies because that was the event that I helped uh, with a lady called Claire Ryan to set up. I became their ambassador initially and then was event director. And when Claire stepped away, my friend Georgia Carrick, she joined me. And about 18 months or so ago, with Park Run coming back and everybody getting going, it's like, you know, it's time to let someone else have a go. And I think that's really important uh, from a from a structure side. It's, it's just to know that yeah. people are coming through, let them grow, empower them, move on. Yeah. And the third one is, is really quite a weird one because I, as I went to school, um, as you being Rob as a Man City fan, you'll you'll know the Platte Fields and that sort of neck of the woods. I went yeah. to um, a school called St Bede's, which was opposite Alexandra Park, which is on the opposite. And then the park is pretty much between the school and Man City. Yeah. Um, and actually, that same school um, was spent ages over the last couple of weekends congratulating former pupils for, for taking part in the cup final. One of which is Phil Foden. Because the oh, school wow. the, the school works with Manchester City to provide an education for the players as they come through. So Georgia Stanway in the yeah, in the yeah. ladies team, yep, yeah, yeah, you know, there's a really good foundation there. But um, Alexandra Park, I hated running absolutely as a kid. I hated it. We would run every half term, and we called it cross country. But it, to be honest, it was like a one mile equivalent of a park run. So to yeah. go back when in about 2019, just before we had the, the lockdown, and to actually run in that park past my school and actually being enjoying being there, it was really therapeutic. It was it was like a full sort of coming full circle. And I've been yeah. back a couple of times and it was fantastic. Yeah. And that's a lot of what a lot of people say when they were young. I'm, I'm exactly the same as you, Mark. When I was younger, I didn't like running at all. I didn't. I, I was, it would go too far to say as I hated running. Yeah. I was a footballer, and f- football it, running to me was a punishment. So yeah. I never wanted to start running. But when I started running, and I think that was through 
joining a running club, joining mm. things like part of running, getting involved in the social aspect more than anything. That's what got me into running. Obviously, having connections with the dodgy Brummy lad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can't call them the dodgy Brummy lad. <laughs> Every time. He went on BBC Radio and called me the dodgy Brummy lad. <laughs> Every time, fantastic. <laughs> That's, it was it, it was in a poem. We we the first couple of episodes we did we we, we I, um, I set Ben a challenge to write a poem and mm. I wrote one as well and I called him the dodgy brummy lad and he's stuck. So yeah, I've coached him since I've coached him for London. When did you last do year, London Marathon? September, in June, October last, last year. I've coached him for all this time, and you know what? Mate? I've never asked him for a penny. <laughs> And all it does is abuses me. I get the same down here. I, I when I did Manchester this year, as I'm coming out of Altrincham, because it's a slightly different course than when I've done it before. I saw somebody that I knew um, through through Park Run. He actually lives in North Wales, called, and I went complete. My accent come complete back, and, and I just went, <laughs> "All right, Anthony," and his name's Anthony. <laughs> All right, and, and when I come back and everybody's thought, you're talking like a northern monkey again, aren't you? <laughs> so no, I'm, quite, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm awfully sorry. Straight, straight back into the normal accent. Yeah. Oh, it, it is crazy, isn't it? It is crazy how it, things change. It is. I mean, I think we've all got those sort of friends, like, like you say, the banter between you two. I've got a friend called Dave whom I run with. Now, when we, we last did the Vitality 10K last May, and I've no problem. If he wants to stop, he had to do a loo break. We had to take it easy. No problem. I think that's, you know, he's a mate. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So why is it when there's 100 meters to go, he tries to drop you? <laughs> he, every time he leaves, he just goes. And uh, there's no justif- you know, there's no justifications for it. So I think you've, everybody's got one of those sort of mates within the running community, whether they're at a park run or in a race or whatever. Yeah, it's true. It is. True. Have you ever done Bushy Park? So we talked about Bushy Park being the first ever place for park run. Have you ever done? I've never, I've never even been close to anywhere like that. So I have. I've done about three or four times. I went for the the tenth anniversary, which ah, okay. was back in twenty fourteen. That was the first time I went. And we we're talking about the milestone shirts before about the twenty five, and then the. I've never seen so many shirts in my entire life. It's. It's just epic. I think the last time I was there, I think they had 1,600 people. They've got wow. the most amazing finish funnel. It's a triple funnel, so they filter you down each side. The, lo- the logistics of it are incredibly simple. Trying to explain them, though, <laughs> is very difficult, but it is. they've managed to re- work at it and refine it. It's one of those things where I think for all of the challenges, let's say a park run was to happen this Saturday for the first time, Whatever challenges they encounter, Bushy will have encountered them at some stage. The, yeah. the course has had to change because, the, you know, foot, the footfall of 1,700 people every week. I mean, at the end of the day, Park Run respects the locations that they got that they they, uh, they run in, so they don't want to cause any, any damage. So I've done about, I think, three variations of the course. And each has never changed my enjoyment of it. No. It's been it's been fantastic. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. Doing it, I love the sense of achievement, but it's given me a vehicle that I can share that passion and I can share that love, and everybody else can go. There's people I know 
Um, I can remember like seeing as, as little kids and they've grown up now and I can't get near them. You know, they're doing 18, 19, 20 minute park runs. I could, I could barely do that on a bike. Not that bikes are allowed, but you know, you know what I mean? But it is just, and it's brought me so many friends. Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coast over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coast. How often do they have new part runs? Is it? Uh, do they have to go through a certain criteria? Is it? Does it have to be measured by part run officials? I've I'm, I'm never, I've never, I've never thought about it really. But like, if I wanted to set one up by me, and we've got three local ones, so the Whammy, yeah. Hanley, and Trenton, uh, so they're really good ones. So I probably mm-hmm. would want another one in this locality. But for example, if somebody wanted to do one and thinking, I haven't got one anywhere near me, I might give it a go. How, how do they do it? It's it's ridiculously simple to, to start the wheels in process. Yeah, if you just go to the Parkrun website, parkrun.org.uk, there is the opportunity. If you look down, you can there's links to say start my own parkrun, and then you just get in touch. Ideally, before you do that, you need to know, you know, you've got a location in mind, you've got access to facilities like cafe, toilets, parking. Although it's not always been like a deciding factor. That some part runs have never had a cafe, or they're just aware of, of that you know the, the facilities aren't close. Yeah, the great park run across yeah. Seven Bridge. Right? There's a good, that is a perfect example. That's a it's a brilliant brilliant park run as well. Fantastic park run that is. It's it's nothing to do no. with a park. There's no <laughs> park in sight. You're literally running over a bridge and back. It's brilliant. fantastic. Yeah, so that that is a great example of it. So when you think about it a bridge that's that long is perfect to have a 5k run so anybody can do that they will apply and then hq will come back with sort of a list of right that's brilliant very enthusiastic but you need to be aware of certain criteria going back to the point we made earlier about core teams and and not actually noticing them and just turning up and enjoying the run it's it's the old swan analogy The, the, the you know the legs are kicking under the water yeah. And it's just people have got to be aware that, yeah, it is a bit of a commitment. They do need a setup fee, which is a one off, which within the rules of Parkrun, that it's always been from Paul's moment when he, from the minute he had that very first conversation with his friends to join him for a run, they were not going to pay for it. So it's, mm. you know, there's rules on how funds can be raised, but the councils are so ingrained now and so on board that. You know, even a setup fee. Presently, it's about four thousand eight hundred pounds, including VAT, and that's a one-off. But for what Parkrun can provide to the community, from a for that council to spend on their own budget would would possibly cost infinitely more, and they never have to pay anything again. They just need to grant permission. So it's it's a place that's accessible, a place that there's room for people. This is sort of criteria, and we talked about ambassadors before. That's where the event ambassador would come in. So provided somebody 
is has got all you know got all the boxes ticked. They don't even have to have the money there and then. They can start having wheels in motion because that's where the event ambassadors that I work with they come in, and there is a step by step process to to get everything going. So one of the things as well is like you need to have an equally committed group of people, like seven yeah. or eight people that would have yeah you know event directors one or two and but one thing is partner are very open about it like you know this is going to possibly change your saturday mornings forever but Mm. this isn't this you know this is what's required and it's 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 bringing those partner values into the teams so a lot of the time that we get people who have been have been traveling five or ten miles to go to their partner and they volunteered they've helped out then they've realized there's a space near them. And so they've already got that part run knowledge, but it's really embracing about the teamwork and just explaining why certain things have to be certain ways. But yeah, it's, you know, it's very easy to get the ball rolling. And when I was an event ambassador, the, the sort of golden rule speaking from my side is that I would encourage absolutely all the way, but you never push it. It's a bit like the, the caterpillar and the chrysalis. If you break it, the butterfly won't survive. It's got yeah. to do it in its own. And we we learn together. And that, that event ambassador will support the, the team, support the um, so all the volunteers, all the training, and still be with them once they've launched. So you, you're never, it's never on their own. Uh, I mean, might be jumping the gun a little bit, cause, but I'm going to ask you yeah. at this point, I think, because I think it's, it's quite a, a nice point to put it in. You set up yeah. your part run, um, you could set up, um, let's say, in any local mm-hmm. park. Does that then allow you to set up your junior park mm-hmm. run? Or is that a completely separate setup, normally done by different teams? Because we've got one at Cannon Hill Park yeah. in Birmingham City Centre, Saturday morning, junior mm-hmm. park run on a Sunday. My assumption would that be under one umbrella? Of local that park our run, local that ones to us are completely different. So we've got uh, one at Hanley, mm-hmm. Whammy and Trentham. But the junior part runs are at Bearslim and Longton. Um, so I'll let you answer that. Sorry, Mark, I'm jumping in and answering Ben's no, question for you. <laughs> no, but you, you've said it there, Robert. You have answered it. You've um, you spotted yeah. it. Because, I mean, like any organisation, part run has like a duty of care. So as a, a regional ambassador, turning it on me for a moment, they say we would what we would want from you is X number of hours per week. And it's, it's agreed. But they also recognise that what goes behind the scenes into putting on a park run on a Saturday, you still have to replicate that for a Sunday. So it's actually a rule that you cannot be an event director at an adult, a 5K, sorry, not an adult, but a, a junior park run and a 5K event because it, it would just take over. Now, there's nothing to stop if, uh, Robert, if you're an event director of XYZ 5K park run and then you went and helped out at ABC Juniors, no problem. But as an event director level, it's not it's not something that they would would allow or would even recommend. But there's lots of examples. I mean, I, I refer back to Preston Park, that where there's a lot of interaction. The teams just help each other. They all have separate kit. Um, with everything like with everything these days, the five k has a different set of high vis. It's branded. You know, it's uh, there's a massive deal uh, sponsor well partnership with Vitality. So vitality is mm-hmm. all of, but junior part run you don't see any sponsorship. It's if there is, it's behind the scenes and there's no publicity for it. The idea is just to keep it, 
keep it as fresh as that. Fair enough. How long has yeah. Junior Park Run Run been going then? That has been going for it's about 13 years this year. Oh, right. Okay. And again, it started in Bushy Park. And again, just Did to it? sort of illustrate the um, the way that things evolve, I've just got it. I was I was reading up on it before because it was just, again, a handful of children, but it was once a month. And that's how it started. And then, again, they're exactly the same model that happened with the 5K. People got more and more interested. Eventually, it then became um, on to uh, every Sunday at 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and it was 2K. But the yeah. one of the beauties of um, uh, 2K of, is that any, it's from four years old. So children can come along. So if I don't know about you, but at four years old, I probably wouldn't let go of my mum and dad's hand. That's yeah. it. So mum and dad can come along too, although we yeah. don't give them a result. So the impact of it is actually magnified so much, and we can't measure it, but there's so many adults now taking part in a physical activity with their children on a Sunday morning. Yeah. I, I did it last couple of weeks ago with my youngest four-year-old and me middle child, 12, the first time. And ever since then, Arthur, my youngest, is like, are we going to do running again? Are we going running again, Daddy? Are we going running again? He absolutely loved yeah. it. And he wasn't like a typical four-year-old holding and clutching onto my hand. He was off. Yeah. <laughs> he was gone. He absolutely loved it. Absolutely brilliant. No, completely agree. Um, I think... I mean, I've got memories as a kid being, funnily enough, back in North Wales, just not far from Prestatin, and there was a race, the, a series of races, and that scared me. I was five and a half years old, and the reason I remember being my age is because they had a race for four and a half year old, five, and six, and six and a half, but they didn't have a five and a half. So they wouldn't, so they said, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't got a race for you. I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled. I was so scared. And, but... Yeah. I just think it's a matter of time. If it hasn't already, there's going to be somebody who's going to be running around the track if it's not Paris or the next Olympics. And when you ask them, oh, what what brought you into athletics? It's going to be junior part run. Yeah, definitely. Definitely without a shadow of a doubt. I think it, 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 it brings families together. So I've started running and it's something that's new to me but it's something that i want to instill in my kids if they want it to be i'm not going to force it obviously but it's something that i want to instill in the kids that exercise is good for your mental health your physical health and what better way of doing that than running on a sunday with other kids that are going to be there as well one question yeah. i've got though is i don't know if you can answer this mark the milestones are different on a junior part that's right they? Is it 11, you get a wristband or something yeah, like that, and then 20? You've got half marathon, marathon, ultra marathon, and then they started to bring it in for 100 and so on. But because of the age limit, it's you can run up to the day before your 15th birthday. So as soon as you turn 15, um, that's it. it. That's the junior part run is for 4 to 14s. And that's a, yeah. that's another thing as well. That's that's what's so uplifting because they, they award the, miles, the wristbands at the part run. So when you're going forward, I mean, I personally, I'd be really embarrassed as a kid because I was so shy, but going forward and you, you get people, your peers clapping you for achieving mm. the wristband. So mm. yeah, definitely. There's always been that talk at why don't they get t-shirts? And it's like, well, it's kind of nice that they differ in some ways, you know, because there's, yeah. there's nothing to stop somebody doing junior part run on the Sunday and then going next Saturday and doing the 5k because it's the same entry requires four years old 
So yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I agree. I think they should bring the wristbands into the adults as well. I'd quite like it. I'd quite like an arm full of wristbands every time I turn up for a park. Well, you say that, and by pure chance, you could always get one of these for your barcode. Yeah, a barcode. So, yeah, I've seen them. Because like I say, I was scanning barcodes last week, and I saw so many of them, I thought, I'm going to get myself one of yeah. them. Because I've got it on my, I've got it on my watch, yeah. but it doesn't work very well sometimes. The funny thing is that when it's only in the last 18 months, two years, time moves on, I can't keep up that with the barcode scanning that you'll have done you'll have used the app on your phone that mm. scanning off mobile phones scanning off watches has been allowed because the software just couldn't handle it and it was too unpredictable mm. and the idea the logic behind it was well if it's unpredictable it could cause event teams much more work than they need to do so it's paper barcode only and I was religious. I'd never forget this or my piece of paper barcode. I'd have about four in the car, one in my bag, one in my jacket. Went to, you know, got off the plane at, uh, in Holland the last couple of weeks ago. I thought, where's my barcode? That's oh, all right. It's on my watch. It's on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I, I don't know. The, I picked that up to show you. I think that's the first time it's moved in three months. And I just realized it was there. So... <laughs> it's, it's fantastic there's really no excuse now you can get it, get them anywhere and there's even like an unofficial app where you can look people up and get their barcode for them and have the can scan yeah the, the, is it the 5k app yeah we, we me and Ben were told about that so Jackie Bailey mm -hmm. Jackie Bailey shout out to Jackie is the top number one fan she showed us we went to do first time me and Ben ever met yeah. actually was at a park run the first time we met we went to Trenton Park Run and Jackie Bailey was there so she told us about 5k so if anybody else is yeah. listening it's not an official part. It's not official part run app, but it is a really good app to have. Definitely. Um, so, a couple more minutes. By all means. Just a couple more questions no to you. Um, so we've got a captive audience now, Mark. So sell park run to us. Tell us what park run we've already talked. I know he doesn't need selling, but tell us what park run means to you as a as a, as a person as a runner. I mean, this is. A a totally personal subjective view of it and the best way i yeah. can think I, I think i mean you might you can agree disagree but i think the running community is very close and i they live in hove brighton and hove which isn't the biggest city out there so there's lots there's three three or four good running clubs and plus a lot of other smaller ones as well so everybody seems to know everybody the most common thing I do when I'm out with, for a run with my friend, usually with Dave, we'll be going along the seafront or wherever we're running. All right, Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, fine, thanks, mate. How are you doing? Great. Good to see you. Carry on running. And Dave will say, who's that? And I'll go, no idea. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's kind of, I'm not, I didn't go looking for this, but, but because I've been in, in so involved in it, so many people know who I am. And that transgresses in the running community. Brighton Half Marathon is my favorite race out of all the yeah. ones I've done. I've done New York Marathon. I'm going to hopefully do Berlin this year. That's why I'm looking to tithe. Oh, wow. I'm training. But it's the first race where I've been going along and every, uh, you know what it's like when you run a race or whatever you run. You're, not, you're tired and you want to go and your eyes are going and then you see somebody, you go, oh, why are you all right? Yeah, great. It's going well. Yeah. I, I, I had to keep that face the whole time because there's always somebody who knew I knew so 
Yeah. You know, I've, I said not gone out looking. I want to be known, but so many people know who you are and know you as the part room guy. And that's, I can, that's, 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 you know, the example for many people. So many people get are known as the part room girl, the part room guy, whatever. Yeah. But it just created a community where I'm a re- just. I'm trying to. I'm not p- pushing myself up. I'm just trying to be a little bit realistic. But I'm a, a regional ambassador. I help and I've helped influence so many people getting running. If if Britain getting an Olympic medal rested on my shoulders, we would be very, very mm-hmm. disappointed. I am a very average runner. I just love what love doing it. I love the sense of achievement, but it's given me a vehicle that I can share that passion and I can share that love and everybody else can go on. There's people I know, um, I can remember like seeing as, as little kids and they've grown up now and I can't get near them. You know, they're doing 18, 19, 20 minute part runs i could i could barely do that on a bike not that bikes are allowed but you know, you know what i mean but it, it just and it's brought me so many friends one of my most difficult difficult marathons again i'm just using races to sort of show it transcends um back in 20 i think it was 2019 2018 london marathon built up for it here we go here we go just got past cutty sock and my and i felt a real sharp pain in one of my glutes it gone. It's like, well, that's six and a half, seven miles. What are you going to do? It's London. Carry on. It was my worst marathon. I came in just under six hours, and there were so many people out there that I knew, and I can remember saying, how does me, some, like, northern monkey, some gobbo from the streets of Trafford Park in Manchester know so many people at the, one of the biggest races in the world? And that's – anybody can be that. You know, and it just, it just, you've got, it's part run is an open, is an open door to new friends. And it mm, can be whatever you want definitely. it to be. We, you know, I, we joked at the start and I pulled you up and said about calling it a race. If you two meet up and you're going to race each other at a part run, do it. it. You know, London Marathon is a race and I'll take part mm. in it, but I'm not going to win it. So that's no. why I run it. So it's, you know, but it's very much a welcoming environment that it's a timed run so that the five and a half year old person i was back at the campsite in north wales would have felt quite happy going to a park run with my dad Mm. rather than going to a race it just breaks down barriers and it's not just you know but like i said at the start paul said it's about all about the coffee so it's the volunteering there's so many people that have got entrenched with their communities because they love to volunteer there's people there's an ambassador I've worked with who's never ran a park run in her life. She's priceless. She's absolutely priceless and made it makes such a big difference. It's it gives everybody a vehicle to to sort of like be the best that you can be, which might sound a little bit cheesy, yeah. but within that, you know, you can go out if you can go if if hitting thirty five minutes for a five k is the best you can do, that's celebrated as much as somebody doing sixteen minutes. You know, it, you know yeah, the whole concept definitely. of it is is an opportunity to just go out and enjoy yourself, and it it's like gives people that that little bit of that that comfort bubble, almost that air of positivity. Whether they help at juniors or take their kids to juniors on a Sunday, or for one hour they go to a park run on an hour for a Saturday, it sort of recharges the batteries for the soul and gives you the chance to get them through the rest of the week. Quite a long answer definitely. for you on that, but it's there's so many no, things. It's just any better. Yeah, it definitely, definitely is, and and and, and 
I'm relatively new to Portland, but I feel like you're talking about all them kind of things I can see happening in the future for me and um, and, and, and just building and building and building and never stopping. Last question sure. for you, Mark, before you go. We ask all our listeners this. Uh, so seems as though we're talking about mm-hmm. part run. What's your park run PB? What's your PB for 10K? What's your PB for half marathon and what's your PB for marathon? And just whilst we're on a marathon, I can remember running – I can, I did London Marathon last September, yep. but I can't remember running past Cutty Sark, that big, massive yep. ship. I've even got a picture of me doing this behind – with Cutty Sark behind me, but I can't remember seeing it. Were you distracted by the big <laughs> camera that leans over? Maybe, I've... maybe. I was distracted more by the floor yeah. because the floor was all, it's like all it slabs is. into it as well. So. I've, what I have learned that is if you're looking at the camera, then it's too late. The camera is looking way uh, above your head. I think, of, although I did get caught going over tra- Tower Bridge on that same marathon. And, I'm, you know, when I saw it, I started, oh, this is great. And I was like, no, switch it off, switch it off. So PBs, <laughs> way, way back at Preston Park in, it's 2016. Uh, I got twenty one twenty three, and so it was like right sub twenty next. No, never been even close yeah. to it since. Ten <laughs> k, um, you've got me on the spot there. So I would think it would be about the same time. It's going to be about forty five, forty six minutes. Certainly nothing quicker than that. The the twenty one yeah. twenty three absolutely wrecked me. Um, half marathon is <laughs> a little bit contentious because. My, I said it's my favourite race, and I got it in the year that they were that um, they had to announce. Oh, it's a bit short the course, so it would have been a PB anyway oh. at Brighton, but it was like one thirty seven oh two. And I've I've got to mention that a friend of mine was most upset that we put it out on Facebook. We were trying to get sub one forty, and then we crossed the line at one thirty seven oh two, and she said, "If we'd gone a bit quicker, we'd have got a one thirty six. It can't win. It can't win. <laughs> um, going back, 2016 was like the purple patch because that was the week before Barcelona Marathon that I did the 5K part run PB. And I did yeah. some stupid – I was inspired by Eddie Izzard. I wasn't going to run around the country, but I did four marathons in seven weeks, which involved Barcelona in the March. And then um, it was Manchester, Brighton, and then London week after week after week. And all came in under four hours, which I've not even – come close to since that's what the goal for berlin is just to get 359 59 i'd be delighted um but the time was 347 and a half and that was at manchester my absolutely amazing manchester me ben and our mate dave are doing manchester marathon next year we're we're running a half marathon in Mm -hmm. october and then we've signed up for my second marathon uh in in april next year watch those sneaky watch those sneaky hills in altering that's all i'll say I'm I'm trying not to think about yeah. it yet. <laughs> I've got plenty of time. I get married before then. I get married in January, so my training program just starts probably just when we get married. <laughs> so I'm not looking forward oh, to that. Brilliant. Thank you for joining us, Mark. It's been really enlightening. We've like I say we've wanted to get somebody on from yeah. Part Run. It's been really really good. Thank you for joining us. Um, and if you're ever up this neck of the woods. If you want to be a Northern Monkey again or Midlands Monkey, come and join us. We've got a lovely part run, Trenton Gardens. I don't know if you've ever... Yeah, I know the regional... I used to work going way, way back when I lived, not only was born in Trafford Park, but I worked in Trafford Park. And that area was my... That's a very exciting job selling bars of steel. 
that was my area. So I know Stoke and all that sort of neck of the woods, all the industrial estates around there. And Liz, who's the regional ambassador for around there, is one of my friends as well. So always on to me. I've done up to, been up okay. to Chase Water um, and yeah. done a few part runs and Canic Chase. So, but and I work for a race company oh. as well in my day job. So occasionally I'm up there. So maybe in November, I'm, I'm not quite round the corner, but I'm at um, Sherwood Pines in Not you know Nottinghamshire. So I could yeah. pop over. I'll happily yeah. come up. And anytime you want to chat, part run or running, give me a shout. I've been a thrill to be on the show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's been really good, and thank you for joining us. And we'll keep Fantastic. in touch. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for coming on. It's really, really good. Um, to meet somebody that likes to talk as much as me and Ben do as well. You can tell that Mark likes to talk. So thank you for joining us, Mark. It was uh, very enlightening, like I say. Having somebody in from Park Run has been something that we've been trying to get and sorted for a while um, because we know how many people do Park Run. It's a hot topic, uh, especially after COVID, people starting running. Mm. So really good. I think he's in, you can see why he's an ambassador. His enthusiasm for Park oh, Run. Yeah. Generally, he's so enthusiastic about it, so passionate. Mm. Um, and I think it's something which is quite right, isn't it? You, you never know what can come from that very first part run, no. whether that be a regular habit of doing a part run, whether it be turning into a race director. <gasps> oh, run. Said it, you said it now. Run, oh, director. Man, slap your wrist now. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> wow, it is a race, and it? Come on. <laughs> No, only, only if you want it to be. Only if it is, but well, that's it. That's the beauty of it. You can turn up and you can you can race it. You can mm. socially run it. Mm. You can have a coffee at the end with your friends, which is what it's all about. I think, which we didn't get to ask him about, was I think October was it? They did um, park walk. Yeah. They did it for a special. I think I think it was for a month. They did they do park, park walk. walk. They do park walks. At so events. So Trenton, I think, when I was doing barcode scanning, they had a park walker. So people that do yeah. walk it. So yeah, it's 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 broadening horizons. It's making it bigger, and I think it's ever evolving into. And I can I can't see it stopping. It'll just keep spreading and spreading and spreading. And it's only a good thing that it'll keep spreading and spreading and spreading. Uh, going to different countries, mm-hmm. making more um, junior part runs because I've got a keen enthusiasm on junior part runs, getting my kids kids active. I know that you've you're enthusiastic about getting kids active as well. So it's it's a really it's a really good thing. So yeah, it's fantastic. So hopefully we'll get more back on. I keep saying that about every single guest. We've got we've got the diary filling up. You can't desert me because we've got about fifty other guests to get through. Well, <laughs> we've got that many. Turn it into the the Rob show. <laughs> the Rob's oh. running show. There you go. Rob's running show with all his special <laughs> guests. Oh, running friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have to book in soon. <laughs> book me be, in. You'll be special guest Ben Russell on the show. Book me into my own show. Go on. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. But yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Um, and another another friend to the show that we've got. So listen out for and a future future events for part run if you are thinking about doing a part run just try it if you go just do it yeah nike if you're listening yeah we aren't <laughs> we aren't stealing your slogan but if you want to sponsor the podcast you're more than welcome to it oh, uh, but but just do just go turn up yeah talk to the people that are there they give you a lowdown of the course um 
there's always more experienced people there as well. So, and it's really social. You don't have to take, you don't have to run always fast. As yeah, it. look, it's, it's, you know, every little helps. Mm. Oh my God, we're banging them out now. We're going to have to do a slogan soon. Every little helps. Tesco, is it Tesco? Is it Tesco? <laughs> I think it's Tesco, yeah. isn't it, that one? Tesco, if you're listening, want to sponsor the podcast, get in contact with us. And if you're thinking about doing it, you know, and you, you're hesitant, good things come to those that wait. <laughs> now we're going to get a written warnings of all sorts using <laughs> slogans let's oh, come up with his own slogan suit and we are live we can use that one and we are live go on let's talk about some of our friends of the show in real life yeah. you know Strava hit me with it so we've got some we've got Strava leaderboard I did it last week as well so uh, this week uh, is no different what made me chuckle sorry about the episode that I listened to on my own as a listener yeah. not as a co-host was yeah. Dave Morton Oh, yes, Mr. Morton. Yeah, he did really, really well. He was asking me when we, we closed, the, closed the lines, so to speak, because he wanted to get that last little run in to get top of the leaderboard. Sorry, Dave, I'm telling everybody your secrets here. Who won't hear off him now for three months? <laughs> well, I've just checked, actually. He's actually sixth, sixth in the leaderboard, so he's not doing too bad. He's, oh, he's really? Is he really? Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. Oh, mate, Marathon Dave. training must have started then. He must have done, yeah. I'm saying that. I haven't done anything this week. I'm feeling a bit under the weather, but... Hey, Go on. We digress. So, back to, to yes. Strava. So for last week, so from Monday to Sunday last week, top of the shop. He was there last week. He's here again. We've got Pat Buckingham with 68.6 miles. Pretty decent. Well done, Pat. Uh, in second spot with 50.4, we've got Kieran Bedford. So well done, Kieran. Kieran, I think he came eighth in potter's half so we had potter's half last last sunday uh so i think he came in the top 10 so well done to kieran in third position we have with 46.7 alicia gilbert so well done alicia so that is from last week this week uh so from monday to thursday that we do every week again top of the shop with 33.2 miles Mr. Pat Buckingham. Well done, Pat. I think we were talking about, I can remember Dave saying that uh, is he the only person that's ever come, uh, come top twice? I think we're going to be saying Pat Buckingham's name quite a lot of times. Uh, and I know he is a real person. <laughs> He's not like that. Giuseppe Riondino. And he should in, not be mentioned. Yeah, Michel Giuseppe Riondino. Again, Michelle, because Giuseppe, if you are a real person, I think you are a real person, but if you are listening to the show, get in contact and we will reinstate you. He's not a real person. He's not even a real runner. He probably sticks his Garmin onto a dog and lets it run around the field three times a week. <laughs> Come on, Michelle. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good top. idea, isn't it? Come on. Top. I'm trying to bait him. Are you a real person? <laughs> or is it a dog running around a field? Do you reckon if we stick it on a roundabout and just keep spinning the roundabout in the park, that'll... Yeah. Work as well. It's a good idea. I might try that one. Possibility. Anyway, we digress again. Come on now. You've been off for a week and then you can't get into this. Causing all sorts of trouble. Causing all (laughs) sorts of trouble. In second spot, with 31.3, we have Liam Clay. So well done, Liam. And then with 27.8, your mate. Penny. Penny Massey. Penny Massey, yeah. So she's in third position. We reached, she reached out to us. She's just done Edinburgh, I believe, Edinburgh Marathon. So she did London, and she's just done Edinburgh. 
Um, I'm yeah. not entirely sure if she's training for anything now, but she's uh, she's banging them marathons in. Penny's always in training. She <laughs> she's always in training, and uh, Dave is actually sixth. Unbelievable. I know. So a couple of shout outs to a couple of the people that listen to the show that I know. Uh, Kieran, well done in your in the potters off. We've got Sam Crozier, so friend to the show. Met Sam for the first time last couple of weeks ago at um, where did I run? Can't remember what run it was now. It's just gone out. Potters off. No, before that, the week before. Oh, it was. Uh, um... Come on. Oh my god, my head's gone blank. Uh, it tipped stones this week. Potters is last week. What was it? Um, five. Yeah, it was five. What was it five? Yeah, it was a five. Oh, Westbridge. Westbridge. <laughs> I'll do that bit again. <laughs> I'll do that. We can't. We we can't be sponsored by NSRRA and not remember the bloody names. We can. <laughs> so I met Sam Crozier <laughs> at Westbridge Five uh, for the first time. So I went over to him and spoke to him. So he came third at Potter's Off. So well done, Sam. Excellent work. And then a bit of an exclusive for you. Uh, we haven't organised it yet, but. We are going to get the winner, the the male winner, Carl Moulton, for Potter's Off on the show, and also a double exclusive. We're going to get Emma Taylor, who came the first female to finish Potter's Off. She came ninth overall in the first female. So well done to them, them pair as well. So well done, Carl. Well done. Sam and well done. Emma. That was Ken's prediction, weren't it? That yeah. those two walk away with the... Uh... So it was a, they, they won it last year as well. So this is the second time they won it. And it was a hard race. My God, it was an hard race. It was so hot. Yeah. My worst ever half marathon. I've got... Yeah. I, should, I shouldn't be telling this to my coach, but I got progressively worse. So two years ago, I got two hours 10. Last year, I got two hours 12. <laughs> this year, I got two hours 18. But the excuse is the heat. It was hot. It was a very hot weekend, to be fair. I think um, anyone that ran it, to be fair, by the sounds of the Heartbreak Hill, oh. fantastic achievement in that in that heat, right? Was, so, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But Emma beat her time. I was speaking to Emma after the, after the race, and she got one hour 22 this time. Before the year before, she got one hour 23. So even with the heat, some going in it, some going. She wanted that to is. get under 80 minutes, uh, but obviously, because of the heat, it wasn't achievable. But one hour 22 that's amazing, absolutely amazing, especially up Heartbreak Hill and Anchor Road. There, yeah, that heat as well. So, so well done, everybody. Um, and we will see everybody at Ipstones Five as well, hopefully. So, the next North Staff Roadrunners race is this Sunday. Uh, so Ipstones Five. That's where I wore, that's my first race that I did last year and Group F. So I need to get another one booked in order. Yeah, you do. You do. Need to think about it. Make the trip up north. Have a look at the pictures. Little pictures. I'll have, fixtures. I'll have a think. I'll have a think. Don't want to give any spoilers away. <laughs> keep keep people guessing. Yeah, keep them guessing. Let's uh we've got talking about Potters off. We have another exclusive we have another poem read by friend to the show uh, she's delivered once again Ange Morton so let's have a listen to Ange Morton's poem Poet's Corner Poet's Corner 
Welcome to Poets Corner. My name's Ange Morton and this is my latest poem written after Potter's Off. I love this race when the city comes together. Months of preparation, but we can't plan the weather. Glistering hot, not a cloud in the sky. Like Satan's armpit, I hear someone cry. But there's no going back now, we're here at the start. Running for Alzheimer's, a cause close to our heart. So wearing our tutus and Alzheimer's gear, we proudly crossed the start line to a great big cheer. The support was amazing, everyone was out. Cheering and clapping, that's what it's all about. Hose pipes, sweets and even ice pops. And so many unofficial water stops. Stokefoot again, we're out in force. Cheering us on till their voices were hoarse. The hose pipes were out at every twist and turn. Pulling us down so that we didn't burn. Selfies were taken, we put smiles on our face. We felt the pain, but this was not a race. Nice and steady, we plodded around, taking in the atmosphere and high-fiving the crowd. Telling some tales of my holiday mishaps, whilst Natalie moaned about her sweaty flaps. Stokefit Water Station, you did us proud. Friendly faces and hugs all round, then onwards and upwards to the dreaded heartbreak. The sight of mustering fitties, oh for heaven's sake, and came towards us a sight to behold. Nearly there now, come on, let's be bold. One last portion to town we run, the finishing sight is spurring us on. We've made it at last and there's tears all round. Friends for life have definitely been found. As we wear our medals, we remember those we've lost, a cruel disease that comes at a cost. Today we've raised some money to help find a cure. One day there'll be a breakthrough, I'm sure. I'm proud of you all that ran today. Whatever your motivation, I have to say, there were some fantastic efforts despite the heat. Stoke Fit, you're amazing, a club hard to beat. A big thank you from all of us. Without your support, we'd have caught the bus. There you go, another poem by Ange. Always a pleasure to see that mm-hmm. ping in me inbox when I'm on Messenger when I've got a poem from her. Lovely to listen to. Uh, so, but they did really, really well. I mentioned on the show last week um, they were raising money for Alzheimer's. They've got raised currently two thousand one hundred and thirty pound. It's incredible, Alzheimer's. That, it? it is absolutely incredible. It, the, the, you can still donate if you want to. So, if you go into Just Giving and search for Angela Morton, you will be able to find us. Find them. There's, I think there's about ten or eleven people running. So, I saw them all running, and they all did really, really well. They were all wearing we, tutus. Can we pop the link in the show notes? Do you think? Yeah, I did that last yeah, week. Do so that. I'll do that again. Did let's that do again. that again. Yeah. So fantastic work. Yeah, really, really good. Really, really good. So, well done to you guys as well. So, if there's anybody that's out there that's still listening to the show, we haven't had listeners' questions for a while. Is anyone out there? Hello. Hello. It sounded like you were doing a special for The Walking Dead then or something. (laughs) Is anyone out there? How are you getting on on Walking Dead? I I stopped, to be honest. I stopped. I'll I'll probably pick it up again, but I stopped. Okay. Need to bring back the couch, the couch challenge to get me back on it. I think. Yeah, yeah, couch, couch, couch challenge, couch challenge. Then were the um, days. Then were the days. God, it feels like ages ago. That I still haven't finished my hustle either. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was going to ask about Candy Crush, but I forgot about your hustle. Oh, <laughs> well, it's, it's sitting, it's sitting pretty in my fruit bowl, hidden under the bananas. So You're going to come home one of the one day, and the kids have already done it. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, "What have done?" 
you'll get any for Christmas next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. How things have gone since then. Oh no. Too busy for a hustle these days. <laughs> so next week we'll be back to some kind of normality and then Ben's off again somewhere. Uh, so we'll be back just the two of us again. Unless we get somebody just get we might get a special guest and I'll see what I can pull out the bag. Um, but yeah so we'll be back next week if anybody has got any listeners questions please do let us know we haven't had many for a while uh, so I've got I think we've only got a couple left to go through so if you have about absolutely anything it could be relating to part run that's just inspired you to talk about part run it could be about a race particular race potters off it could be mm. about nutrition um, because we have got shall we tell them shall we tell them shall we tell them save it for next week uh, I don't know. I think we should tell them now. Go get on. Get it out of there. Go on. Been banging on about a sponsor. Been banging on about it since day one. And we've been associated and we've been sponsored by North Staff Roadrunners. So thank you to Ken and uh, the, the people, the team behind and, uh, and North Staff Roadrunners. But we've also got another sponsor. We've made a deal. Sounds like a, we've signed a deal with uh, like Man City or somebody. We've, we've signed a deal with Protein Rebel. So Protein Rebel are a, they provide energy it's uh, sachets so you can have them whilst you're out running not just running but any kind of exercise they also do collagen and also protein as well so we have uh, teamed up with protein rebel i met with tim uh, tim and liz they are from crew just outside crew so i met with tim at the potter's off and i was speaking to him uh, so yeah we've uh, got a bit of an exclusive for you so we have got a discount code so if anybody wants to buy some protein rebel um we will be putting the discount code into the bio and let's have a listen to the advert have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event you're not alone research shows that 27 percent of marathoners and 70 percent of ultra runners report issues with digestion the reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products they lead to bloating cramps and sometimes the need to run to the toilet not what any runner needs definitely not so how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient list that reduces the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, and supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. If you go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. So there you go. We are now officially, officially got two sponsors. Ambassadors for Protein Rebel. Do you know what? I will actually say this now. I trialled the the energy gel i have used it on long run and i've used it on sessions um it's very very nice it's yeah. it's sweet mm. and it, but the good thing is it only has two ingredients in which is really good maple mm. syrup and sea salt um and yeah. it's it is really nice i didn't have any problems stomach issues um it tastes nice it 
felt like it gave me a, a boost of energy like any other energy gel that I'm using in a session. Yeah. Didn't get any crashes from it. So happy to be associated with them. And there was no aftertaste either. Sometimes I find with these energy no. gels that you get like a really... I'm not dissing the other energy gels for people listening, but I had a bit of an aftertaste and I had to get rid of it with water. With this one, you take it, it's nice tasting, it's sweet. But then well, I think you've got to put that down to the chemicals in some of the other ones. I say chemicals, yeah. the artificial ingredients. This is yeah. literally two ingredients, yeah. maple syrup and sea salt. Yeah. And it is very, very tasty. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll be working with Protein Rebel uh, and we are hopefully hopefully going to get them onto the show as well to talk to us about yeah. their products and where it came from and why they chose them products and why they chose their ingredients. So if anybody's got any questions for them, reach out to us on the usual ways, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We've got a thousand yeah. followers on TikTok, so we're going to TikTok live occasionally. And via your email at couch2coach.outlook.com. I look forward to using it in the marathon block. I'm excited. Mm, Manchester yeah. half. It's Definitely. officially started. It's yeah. officially starting. Is it four months? 14 weeks. Yeah, I don't think 40, four months. Well, I've got 14 weeks to the half, four months to the, for, for the marathon. Better start getting you training, Salito. Get that whip out. Oh, yeah. Oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> that's just on the wedding night <laughs> and on that note <laughs> see you're talking about Betty Swalwicks I'm talking about whips <laughs> we're back guys we're back <laughs> and on that note I think we better say see you all later see you later